0: Welcome to the Major Technicality Podcast, a roundtable discussion about technology, science, the internet, and everything in between. This is episode number 52. I'm Jared from San Diego. Joining me today is...
1: in North Carolina. And Brian in Seattle.
0: Dale will not be joining us this week. Oh, what wah. Got a great topic you'd like for us to feature on an episode? Got a question or comment for us? Shoot us an email at comments at majortechnicality.com, Shoot us a tweet at majortechnical, or comments on our Facebook page at facebook.com/majortechnicality. Before we get started, I'd like to ask any of you out there who are looking to do some shopping at Amazon to please go to majortechnicality.com/Amazon and do your shopping. Or you can go to our website and click on the banner on the right-hand side of the page. This doesn't add anything to your order; it just gives us a small percentage.
2: This week there was like some really interesting news that really sounds like it came from a science fiction story or like a, well, it was quoted a Simpsons episode. The idea of taking somebody who's old removing all their blood and replacing it with younger blood to kind of reverse the aging process and make them feel younger and extending life. Blah! Blah! Yeah. <laughs> which made me wonder. I mean, there's always been these stories as far as like ways to extend life. You know, you can live up to 500 years and things like that. Which made me think, like, do we need to live that long? Like, what, what, what's, what are the pros and cons of extending life that long and living 500 years or even longer? So I think it would be a great discussion.
1: Well, I I agree. You know, I've been a I've been a real vampire enthusiast for a long time, not them sparkly bastards. But, you know, I mean that's kind <laughs> of the holy grail. Long life, like immortality is is something that we've been trying to achieve for both in a, in a secular and religious sense for a long time. I mean, people are, you know, the afterlife is all about living forever in a paradise, but we could do that here too with the help of science.
2: Well, already we've managed to extend life. You know, it, what, a few centuries ago, the expected tallying was like about 40, 40 to that 50, and now it. we're like, yeah. now the average is about, it's close to 80, and you have people living over 100 now, which is, sure. shows how far science has come to extend our lives.
1: And, and, you know, that's also not only just science, it's the culture. Um, a lot of countries don't necessarily have the same life expectancies as, as first world countries. Um, you really have to have access to clean water, decent medical care. You have to have a job that is in an office-like environment and you're not running through the forest finding animals <laughs> to kill or whatever i, I don't know that,
2: that's that's very true actually it's funny i was i watched this one documentary a while ago it was kind of like highlighting areas around the world where the average life expectancy is like close to 100 wow. and it's kind of studying like why those cultures consistently have people live in that long and identifying that yeah a lot of it is the environment a lot of it is like how they treat you know their elderly culturally you know it's like they respect them they kind yeah. of elevate them they put them on a pedestal and because of that i i guess there's there's a, a need to live long you know because you're kind of sharing that information and the society embraces you as opposed to out here where it seems to be the norm to like put people in old old folks homes you know it's like oh we're done with them put them away
1: <laughs> the different ways that we have we've figured out how to extend our lifespan has been a combination of again like i said medicine they're talking about using um gene therapies there's been um uh, they found an isolated proteins apparently in blood, much like myself, youngsters that uh, <laughs> keep brain and muscles young. You know, they're they're also finding ways of recite, uh, regenerating organs using, oh yeah, uh, 3D printing or uh, you know just growing them like uh, like the cartilage on the back of mice. So I think as our organs or our bodies start wearing out, we will either replace them with. Uh, new versions that have been grown from our cells that are in a uh, you know a younger state or um i I would hope it's like that because i don't know how our quality of life would be at about 450 if we'd look like yoda or if we would look like uh (laughs) 900 years old you look
2: well depends is it puppet yoda or cg yoda
1: always puppet yoda always cg yoda (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's awful.
2: That's awful. Yeah, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have brought that up.
1: <laughs> what is that going to be like? I mean, if we're living to 500 years old, what? Is there going to be a retirement age? Are we going to have to worry about, you know, some 300-year-old youngster taking my job when I hit 400 because, you know, he can, you know, run a mile in four minutes or whatever?
2: That's that's very true. On the flip side, are people less likely to enter the job force, worry about things like debt and things, you know, imagine because you have 500 years in essence to pay off whatever debts and, you know, experience things. Are you going to spend the first 100 years exploring the world, learning and taking, you know, taking in information and actually experiencing life? And then, you know, you have the rest of the 400, the last 400 years to, you know, work and better yourself.
1: Well, it depends on what 500 years looks like. If you're an adult at 18, because you're thinking, you're thinking culturally, too. I mean, what happens if they realize after we've extended lifespan, say, a couple of hundred years, that maybe 18 is not the proper age to be considered an adult? I know Hell, I know people in their mid thirties that I cannot consider an adult right now. <laughs> that so, is so true. What if they say like forties the new twenty one? Like you can't drink until you're forty or can't vote until you've, you know, gotten up to forty five or, or something like that. I mean, it's gonna be a massive cultural shift because yeah. the the whole idea of what is too young, you know, what is too old, you know, you can't have Medicare now until you hit two hundred and fifty, you know, that kind of thing. When, you know, again, what's your what's your what's your quality of life going to be like when you get that older? Are your bones going to be able to survive that long? I mean, are you just going to be a gelatinous mass on in, in, a, in a jar or something? I mean, I don't want to live 500 years if I'm doing what I'm doing at 80 right now, which would be pooping in a diaper and I can't remember my family.
2: No, no that's very true. So I guess, you know, since we're focusing on the negative, maybe we should kind of highlight other negatives from a societ- societal standpoint, just kind of really focus on that or coming to the positives of extended absolutely. life absolutely because i because th- i think there there are some positives we can take away from this
1: sure um, but all right so what's a, what's a good negative for you i mean a, a good negative good, for me good negative yeah what's a good negative for you
2: uh right now it seems like society tends to kind of waste their lives in a sense you know you have a huge portion that really don't do much as far as contributing to society as far as the sciences the arts and all that they're happy just kind of and i hate to put it this way but like Kind of being drones, you know. They're working. They're contributing that way. You know, we need. You know, yeah. we need people like that. But do we need people living a long life doing
1: that? Oh, so you're you're thinking more along the haves and the have-nots? Or there are there some people who would be more? Uh, what do I call that? More? Should they have to earn the right to live five hundred years? If you're just a drone or you're not contributing to society, should you have the ability to live five hundred years?
2: I mean, I hate to. Uh, phrase it that way. I mean, it's that's more where you're simple. going.
1: That's, that's yeah, yeah, I No, that's you're where right. You're going.
2: It but I mean, is society ready for that to really take advantage of those 500 years? Sure. You know, or is it just going to be more time spent in a monotonous routine? True. You know, in essence, because, because at that point, once we're living 500 years and we're doing the same thing over, how far are we from just being robots at that mm-hmm. point? True. That Live a long time that all we need is food and water and we'll continue doing the same job over and over again.
1: And what happens with the people who don't contribute? I'm, you're you like your drones, but like let's say we can live 500 years. Homeless people who you know, or people who suffer from mental health issues, mm-hmm. they're gonna be. I mean, is this gonna be something where you take a drug and you live 500 years, or? Uh, Is this something from birth you're going to be able to live 500 years? People who have mental issues or, you know, psychotics, bipolar, they're going to have to manage this for hundreds of years or, you know, a much longer time period than they are now.
2: Yeah. You know, speaking of that, as far as, you know, whether you're born with it, whether you're giving like a drug at a young age, if this becomes something that most people can't afford, what does that do for our bloodlines? Does it end up being like kind of this kind of genetic path that you know, we start inbreeding because those are the only
1: ones that could afford <laughs> survival of the richest. Because only yeah, the rich can essence. afford to be mean, living forever.
2: I mean, capitalism is winning right now. Yeah,
1: you know, it's true. That's true. There hasn't
2: there hasn't been really any evidence that everybody would share that something like that. You know, and yeah. be like equal. It's like, okay, yeah, I'll share this with. You. It's like it's for a lot of corporations. Like the CEO would love to live forever because he can continue amassing so much wealth. Sure and be all powerful
1: yeah and uh, you know you've got those people who are super rich like your warren Buffetts and your bill gates who could easily afford it and you know you're talking about you were talking about would they share wealth or would they you know redistribute that there's been several reports from both psychologists and econo- economists that said even if you do distribute that wealth the people who know how to make money are going to find ways to get that money back and amass it again Oh, yeah. So unless you constantly are redistributing the wealth, it's going to be, you know, unless everybody goes to a home economics class and understands how wealth works and how to keep the wealth that they have, the rich are only going to continue getting richer because they know how to get rich.
2: Yeah. I mean, before they were limited as far as their lifespan. So they're they kind of setting up for their offsprings, you know, to kind of continue that and build, yeah. build, the, uh, build that wealth further. You know, when that doesn't happen, then if you can control it yourself and live forever and continue that, then more than likely want to.
1: Well, you know, the other good thing about that is, you know, you hear about people who two or three different careers in their lifetime. They could, you know, if you wanted to do be a chef for 40 years, you could go and be a chef for 40 years and then just say, ah, screw it. I'm going to go and do something else. I I hope so.
2: (laughs) I truly because, yeah, I couldn't imagine doing the same job for 500 years.
1: Yeah, that would be that would be a little rough. And, you know, just because you are living 500 years doesn't necessarily mean you're going to. I mean, unless they could figure out a way to defeat all the diseases that we still have on Earth, cancer being the big the big one you're still going to have people who are not going to have a natural long-term lifespan.
2: Yeah, it just depends, I guess, on how that process works. Because you mentioned, you know, it's like, could you have, a, in essence, a shell of a body waiting for you? So all you need to do is really transplant, transplant your brain or organs. At that point, then any disease that impacts your body, unless it, it reaches your brain, you know, sure. you could easily just transfer transfer to a newer body, a healthier host, in essence, and
1: yep. Well, now to you're your now you're body. thinking now you're thinking more transhumanist. You know, where if we can transfer our brain from one shell to another, why don't we just you know figure out how to upload ourselves to a computer, and then we wouldn't have to worry about a body that would deteriorate or die. We yeah. can just you know put our brains live in a body. Yeah, there you Pretty go. Pretty awesome. <laughs> yep. Or the World Wide Web is just a bunch of, you know, trolls on the internet whose brains are connected to it.
2: I kind of also wonder, you know, with living that long, as far as like relationships with people, oh, you know, wow. marriage.
1: You were you were reading my mind right now. I was just about to bring that up too. <laughs> yeah, till death it, do us part would take on a whole different meaning if it's no 350 kidding. years. No like kidding, a
2: true life partner.
1: <laughs> yeah, would you that, – that would be a definite paradigm shift because I don't know if people would want to – OK, yeah, I'm sure there's people who're like, oh, yeah, i married, you know, forever. You know, it's 350 years or whatever. I've seen enough Highlander episodes and movies to know that people, you know, stop being together after a while. And I would imagine that it would it would change the, you know, the idea of marriage or civil unions where, you know, maybe it would be a, something you could do if you wanted to. And it would be less stigmatized to to not be married and still living together. Well, and could it
2: be that marriage then goes back to how it used to be centuries ago, where it was more so about wealth and power, like you marry into a family because it benefits you, as opposed to marrying mm. out of love, where you're kind of creating these networks. or.
1: Well, for rich people, that's still the case. They still marry because yeah, yeah. It's, it's a power play. But But could
2: that come back as far as the norm for everybody else, you know? Where you're not well, how how far back lot. are you
1: talking? Because you know, if we're talking back in, in like the biblical times and stuff, they had multiple wives.
2: Yeah, and that it could be a possibility.
1: Polyamory? Mm-hmm.
2: Although it may not be that you have them at the same time. Maybe you do you could have them a girlfriend where it's like, Okay, you've been with them for like twenty years, okay. It's time to go to something else.
1: Wouldn't that be odd from like a cultural shift? What if it was like um what was that, Logan's Run or something, where you hit a certain age? And basically, you were recycled when she hit 30. What if it was something similar like that, where every hundred years you would basically recycle and become a different person, or your identity would, you would no longer be, you know, Fareed, or you'd no longer be Brian. You'd recycle or join Carnival and, you know, <laughs> become somebody else or something like that. And you just start wake life up and anew. You're,
2: yeah, you wake up and all of a sudden you're just this different person.
1: Yeah, there you go maybe instead that, of a different career change you're a different person altogether for the uh, you know for that segment of your life
2: that would be interesting especially how that's managed
1: mm well that brings a whole thing of you know data and, and you know information and sharing of information and privacy and stuff cuz at that point then that would
2: change everything as far as those that are wealthy accumulating wealth because then after 100 e- after 100 years it resets they don't have access to that they go someplace else Perhaps that wealth is then pulled into society to share to distribute. It's like thank you for all your hard work. Yeah. We're taking all that money. Or you You will will it to your younger
1: you will it to the younger people in your previous life and Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I'm just spitballing here. So you know, right now with regard to population density, we have seven billion odd people on the face of the earth. Yep. Think of what would happen if, back in the 1500s, we made it so people would live 500 years. People from the 1500s would be still living today. I mean, they'd be, you know, on deathbed, but and I you'd mean, be
2: hearing stories of back in my day.
1: Back in my day, we were in the lists and fighting. <laughs> yeah, I knew George.
2: George Washington would still be alive.
1: That's right. So would Lincoln. All the presidents, you know, all Lincoln the presidents wouldn't would be,
2: be people, alive. Hopefully. He got shot.
1: Too soon. Too too soon?
2: What are you talking about?
1: <laughs> too soon? Too soon, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, John F. Kennedy would still be alive. Whoa, uh, too soon. De- definitely too soon. Nixon so, would still
2: be alive and trying to run for president again.
1: Oh, that's right, yeah. Yeah, he'd probably pass, dude. That Toronto mayor is trying for again, you know? Yeah. But so, yeah, you'd have you'd have way more people on the face of the earth than you did previously. I mean, with the population and environmental issues that we're having now, you know, we we would have to embrace, I think, more scientific measures for um, resource management. You know, fresh water would be at a premium. Land would be at a premium. You know, weather would be killing a lot more people.
2: I mean, do you think that we get to a point where we would have to enforce some form of population control?
1: I think humans are pretty good at doing that themselves. I think, uh, have, have you heard about Japan? Japan, yeah. like the median age over there is like 45, 50 years old because youngsters, kids, you know, adolescent, young adults aren't interested in procreating the women no. over there. Don't want to have sex. And the dudes are like, I like my comic books and I don't want to, you know, have a sexual relationship with a woman. I mean, they're, they're having trouble with re- reproductive, uh, you know, issues over there in China who used to have their one child policy that backfired real quick because they're not keeping the, the the girls over there. So they're not able to, you know, have their, yeah, they rebuild just, their... yeah, they're not rebuilding their, their surplus population. They've, uh, I think just recently started a, a program where you can have two children as long as one of them wasn't a twin or something like that to, to kind of <laughs> you know.
2: So, so you're, you're thinking that eventually we as humans would kind of control ourselves. Like we wouldn't have the, or, you know, we wouldn't be interested in procreating. We'd be more interested in kind of like experiencing life before getting to that
1: yeah i think i think it would be a lot like it is today where you have the people with 19 kids in their families you know where the vagina is a clown car and then <laughs> you have the people who are not interested in having children at all or if they do have children it would be at a much later age where they would feel more comfortable they're you know gone through a couple of careers already they're wanting to just okay i'm, I'm bored let's just have some kids and see how that goes you know that kind of thing
2: yeah okay are there any other negatives you can think of? I mean, I, I think, like, population control resources and the rich getting access to this and living forever while the poor don't.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, let me think. Let me think. If we live forever, I'm thinking, yeah, the environmental issues, because, you know, we'll actually see the mistakes that we're making now. So that would be, uh, um, I think we would be more likely to be a little more understanding about the environment, perhaps. Yeah, but that's not really a negative. That's more of a kind of a, <laughs> meh, kind of a meh positive kind of thing. Um, yeah,
2: I mean, there was a quote. One of the things I want to touch upon is uh, from Pope Benedict back in two thousand ten that mentioned that if there would be any more innovation as people live forever, would there be a need for that? You know, would Because right now, you know, you're you're kind of you're trying your hardest to like leave your mark before you die. You know, mm-hmm. so you're working to innovate and try to do something new and all that. With life being extended, would there be that drive?
1: Hmm. I think, now nah, I actually think that that would probably allow people to take their time and maybe do it right. If they know mm-hmm. they've got the time to do it, because a lot of people, either they they innovate and they, they get it out there and they push it all out there. And, you know, it, it, there would be innovation, I think, still, but it would be at a slower rate. Our Our technology would probably slow down quite a bit. Maybe we would only see a new iPhone every six months, you know, uh, instead of, you know, every other month, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think there would be, I could actually almost see a renaissance in like poetry and music, you know, where people would be more likely to want to get involved with, um, hobbies, you know, more things that would, for the betterment of mankind, more than just the accumulation of greed. Cause I don't know how long, I don't, how long was it on Star Trek? They, uh, the first episode they had, uh, bones on Dr. McCoy on the Enterprise yeah. D and he was like 135 years old. Yep. So I'm thinking that, you know, if they could live longer, they would be less likely to want to acquire wealth because they know that they've got all the time in the world to acquire the wealth if they just set their mind to it. Because what's yeah. four years in college at, four, at 500 years now? If you're a doctor it's, right now, 16 years is a big chunk of your life. Yeah. When you live 500 years, 16 years ain't much. No,
2: exactly. You, you know, you have, t- you have a chance to become a doctor, then become an astronaut, then become, you know. Or you could be a doctor that practices all kinds of medicine. You keep going back to medical school, and, like collecting degrees left and right.
1: Sure. Now, of course, would that also change how we do college as well? Because it could be said that they cram all this in in four years and then shove you out the door. If you live five hundred years, depending on if it's because there's a different way. There are different ways they could do this. They could slow down your metabolism so that you look like an eight-year-old for about a decade. Or yeah. You grow like you do now, and you just constantly get older and older and older. So at 500, you're literally looking like Yoda. You know? <laughs> so there, there, there are different, different. I, I don't know exactly how the aging process will look when we can live to be 500. If it's you look like 80 years old at 500, or if you look like I, I don't know, but much I, older I think, than 80, yeah, yeah, much older than 80. Yeah, I, I think that when we have more time to do something, we'll slow down and spend more time learning it. Um, So college may take decades. So your student loan, your student loan uh, debt would go through the roof.
2: Yeah. Well, I don't know. Because, I mean, they say to master a skill takes about 10 years to
1: become a master. Okay.
2: So, I mean, it could be realistic that, you know, one degree could take 10 years because they want you to master it in school. Sure. At which point then you'd go out to the real world and apply that. Mm-hmm. Maybe teach somebody else,
1: or or they do like they come back with apprenticeship programs where you apprentice with an accountant for twenty years before you actually take over and become a, an accountant yourself, or yeah, you know, uh work, you know, work craft or something. So that that's kind of a downside too. It would take a lot longer to to learn what it is you're trying to learn, but yeah, you, you know, ideally you'll be better qualified for it. Yeah, yeah exactly.
2: <laughs> so which would minimize the amount of people in that field as well.
1: That's right. That's right. So positives. Yes, now, we're kind of like
2: I think we've kind of hit all the, the major negatives. Yeah. I think the biggest positive, you know, we're talking about resources and like the amount of land on Earth. I think with extended life, possibility of uh, space travel looks a lot better because we're able to live longer. You know, we can yeah, handle like traveling for 100 years
1: Yeah. and get on
2: another planet and have the time to kind of terraform and set up a colony rather than now where we're kind of limited by. Eighty, not, not even 80 years you know really really like 20 years in our lifespan sure where we're, where it's viable for us to go to another planet instead of colony.
1: yeah I would call it like 20 useful years yeah uh, after yeah. you get to a certain point there's the stigma of that oh you're too old to do something or um I, I think i I would rather be like Superman and live a hundred years than because the idea i've got is oh yeah you're gonna live 500 years but you're gonna be frail and you know you're gonna be you know unable to do much of anything i would rather yeah. be resistant to radiation kind of thing you know like because when you do the space thing you know when you go up into space they still have issues with bone density issues they still have you're, yeah you know you got to have proper shielding from either large amounts of water or um you're going to suffer, you know, damage from radiation, so an increased chance of cancer. I would think that if they can control genetics and the genome the way they believe they can in the future, it's going to be different templates almost. Like, okay, do you want to live forever? Do you want to live a long time? Okay, you're gonna, you know, we're gonna go in. We give you this gene therapy to extend your life to to 500 or whatever you know and that's going to be some kind of legal requirement you're going to go work in space okay yeah you're going to go in and you're going to get this kind of gene therapy it's going to make you resistant to you know radiation your your cells are going to have you know you're going to have increased metabolism because your cells are going to continually be replenishing themselves you're going to have a denser bone uh, you're going to have a greater bone density that kind of thing um, you know, I think there's going to be I think there's going to be almost templates for different humans and you're going to see not just differences in races, but you're going to see differences in body types. Like, OK, it's oh, interesting. It's kind of
2: you know, like may, maybe you go through your first 18 years at a normal rate mm-hmm. and then potentially, you know, maybe you take an aptitude test to see like, what you'd be best suited for and you get the, the treatment that would help you accomplish that. You know, if your brain is more suited to learning and the arts and things like that, maybe it would be beneficial to extend your life to, you know, 500 years. Sure. But if you're more attuned to like manual labor or strength, you know, military, things like that, where it'd be beneficial to have, you know, more resistance as far as healing and stuff like that, then maybe your life is extended to 100 years, but you're like a superhuman.
1: (laughs) Sure. Or it's like, you know, like what we would do now, like you pick a job, you go and do it and you, you realize that. Yeah, you know, I'm kind of, you know, I kind of like being a, you know, gym and not gym instructor. uh, You know, I want to be a teacher. Okay, Mm -hmm. so being a teacher, you know, if you want to be a teacher, you could be a normal teacher where or you could have, you know, your neurotransmitter levels boosted so that you can think quicker. You can, you know, form thoughts quicker, you know, that kind of thing that also that also brings up another point. What happens if you don't want gene therapy? Is this something you you know can have a choice to do or if you're in utero you don't have a choice
2: yeah that's uh, what if you that's, what if you
1: realize that you know maybe it'd be good enough to just live 100 years and be done with it well i mean uh, you can
2: kind of figure that out based on like what's going on now with that vaccination where some parents don't want to vaccinate their kids and others like feel that it's irresponsible not to vaccinate it because sure. you know, sure. they feel safe so i'm sure you know, you'll have parents that maybe are families that are like naturalists. Like this is the way we're supposed to be. We're not supposed to have gene therapy. We're supposed to only live to 70 seventy-five, years. eighty. You know. Yeah. So we want to stay this way.
1: Yeah, and you know that 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 is a good point. What if what if you know it's like you get a name. You didn't pick your name. Your parents did when you couldn't form sentences on your own, so they knew what to call you instead of "Hey, you." What if you wanted to change your name later on in life, or what if you you know. What if you give the gene therapy in utero and you grow up and you're like, I don't want to live 500 years. Do you, is there some kind of ritual suicide you can do or is there some kind of reverse retrovirus that will take away all the modifications? Yeah. And what are the ramifications of doing that?
2: You know, one thing we didn't talk about and it's kind of dealing with like uh, limited resources is prisoners, those that are oh. in prison for life. Yeah. Are you going to bring back the death sentence or are you just going to kind of keep them in there for 500 years?
1: (laughs) Penal colony. I'm all in for the penal colony. Send them to the moon? (laughs) Send them to the moon. Send them to, you know, put them on hard labor mining asteroids, perhaps, you know. but The the, the price for for them would
0: be immense. I mean, keeping anybody alive.
1: So, okay. So I would think this whole extending your life thing would have to be when you were at a decision-making age so that you're not in utero living 500 years because let's say you do commit a crime you're going to be in jail for you know an untold amount of years or you know i don't i don't i think we should be given the choice whether or not we want to live as long as, as everyone thinks we should live
2: you know what yeah Sci- sci-fi idea yeah. What if this whole gene therapy thing is more so like nanobots?
1: Well, that that has been an idea where the nanobots just continually replace the the body processes and the uh, the cells and are helping the body to repair itself.
2: Yeah, at which point then it it if you're a prisoner and you're in there for life then it sets the time and then the nanobots just stop working and you live on your, you live through your natural life
0: that would make sense or maybe even if it wasn't something uh, being done by nanobots or something along those lines but that the process can be stopped mm-hmm. so if you could stop the process for people who are in jail because that's completely counterintuitive
1: yeah, or, you know, have a re- retrovirus, but that would that yeah. would be that you've already made the choice of whether or not you wanted to live for 500 years. You know, we were talking earlier about having different body types. Like if you lived in space, you may not want to live 100, you know, 500 years, but you may want to have your body, your bone density. A lot denser than somebody who would live on Earth because yeah, the radiation or the microgravity causes bone density problems yeah. or radiation issues. So you may want to have that kind of technology available, but you may want to make it reversible. So that let's say you don't want to work in space anymore, the the intense bone density would make you super strong on Earth because you could live heavier items because your bone density is yeah. Such but that you can would also
0: weigh more, and your muscles would have to work harder. Would have to keep exactly. Know, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I there mean, was
1: a way to reverse it that would that would be more uh, useful.
0: I personally think it would be kind of cool to have people in space for or uh, extended periods of time with life extended. I mean, yes, they're going to get bored and stuff like that. How about sending people to Mars and having people live fifty to hundred years on Mars? Oh yeah, and actually I build mean, a colony can... or something. So
2: yeah, I mean, with life with the life extended, space travel is not as much of an issue, other yeah. than the whole radiation and all the other factors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least we don't have to worry about them living long enough to make it there.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
2: You could actually have them going out to the far reaches of space, even up to out to uh, Pluto. And exploring that, you know, Europa or, you know, some other uh, moon out there. Yeah. You know, one other cool thing that just kind of popped to mind is, is, you know, our history. How cool it would it be that, you know, you no longer have to read about, you know, George Washington or, you know, some other historical figure. He can actually come to your classroom and talk to you about the Revolutionary War because he's lived 500
1: years. Oh, yeah. And would he still be racist to British people? <laughs> <laughs> you know, or we could interview Lincoln. Oh, wait. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Maybe we could interview his wife
0: or something. That's actually an an interesting point. If you kind of take that and go with it a little further is how would, I mean, how would it affect history? Would history, would, would events move as quickly as they do? Would they be less quick? Would people be less important subjects in history and more of events? If you start taking, I mean, just kind of spitballing those, throwing those out there. But You know, I mean, if people lived longer, they would see the consequences of their actions. They would have to live through 100% of their, you know, the consequences of their actions, which obviously isn't how it is today. I mean, decisions made 50 to 100 years ago are things that we end up having to live with. And the decisions we make today, our kids and grandkids and great-grandchildren are going to have to live with.
1: Would we have less issues with war if... You know the people who fought in World War One and World War Two were still around to describe the horrors of w- fighting in World War One or World War Two. Yeah. Everybody who was, you know, having to deal with nine eleven. Are we going to still live in fear that you know the boogeyman's going to get us in one hundred and fifty years because of nine eleven that happened one hundred and fifty years ago?
0: No, well, I mean honestly, over the past you know thirteen years, you know, it's definitely there is still the boogeyman, but. It's not as intense as it was five years after, you know, there it's definitely diminishes over time. And I would think that if we had people who were still living uh, from that time or, you know, going back to like World War One, World War II, it, you would definitely get a different perspective. I mean, the whole concept of time would change.
1: Do you think governments would uh, would last as long as they do? Do you think the United States would last more than uh, the 200 and some odd years that it's lasted if everybody was still alive? Do you think George Washington wouldn't want to live in the United States? knowing what he knows back then, we definitely wouldn't have had Second Amendment issues. They would have been able to, you know, we'd have been able to go, you know, hashtag George Washington, what the fuck about the Second Amendment? (laughs) <laughs> Lol,
0: <laughs>
1: and then we would have figured out what all the different interpretations were about.
0: I like your concept of of applying this to three to two three hundred years ago. I that, that's an interesting way to look at it. Is yeah, because I mean, plenty of people that the founding fathers would not like how things turned out. And if yeah, you exactly. go on a nice thought exercise like what you're doing, yeah, I mean man that's a hard one i I don't know if if the or at least ginormous governments may not be able to survive with people being able to live that long it might end up having to be you know smaller city states sort of type things
1: also you know how um evil you know we have been in the past with regard to like the spanish inquisition Mm -hmm. the crusades and what have you would we have possibly have more items like that where we would look back and Ask those people what the hell they were thinking back then, or or would would the idea of, of you know how we interact with one another change because you know we're going to be with each other for five hundred years yeah s- somewhat
2: yeah I mean would social changes change as quickly as they have I mean it's been a you know slavery lasted for a long time, but if the same people that had slaves lived for five hundred years would there would there still have been that change?
1: Yeah. Would social change occur as quickly now that you have so much time on the earth or, you know, because they keep saying like, you know, 50 years ago, interracial marriage was, you know, illegal because, you know, now it's it's like commonplace. Yeah. People, you know, marry and everything because all the people who are against it are now dead.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Now, if they were to live as long as everyone else, that same bigotry and hatred would still exist in probably larger numbers. Well, well I
2: mean just look just look at our senate where we don't have a term limit and you have people there that are like 90 years old yeah. Now you'd have people in the Senate that are that have been there for like 400 years, <laughs> still stuck in their way. Great. That you try to tell, explain to them what the internet is, and they think that it's just twos.
0: Thank you, Fareed, for for, yeah. for for wow. Thank <laughs> you for that. That's just that's why I'm saying the United
1: States probably wouldn't exist if we didn't have term limits for senators and what have
0: you. Yeah. The thing that I think would end up happening is with people like you were saying that were bigots if we were to go back in time and apply something like this i think that people would live long enough to see enough things change that they themselves would have to change do you know what i'm saying
1: i think change occurs because the people who are ignorant and stupid are dead and it allows the younger generation to come into power and go, well, that, I don't want
0: to be... That, that's definitely like, how it's always how it's always worked. But if we were to kind of throw that out the window, it, it's a little thought exercise here. I mean, I would think that people wouldn't possibly go through different phases of their lives. Instead of like right now, what you have the child, pre-adolescent, adolescent, you know, your 20s, 30s, you know, middle age, and then your golden years, and then you're dead. You know, that we, we, we've we kind of neatly sectioned everything off. If we were to expand that out to 500 years w- in the sense of where you're not some decrepit Yoda-like creature by the time <laughs> it comes to 500 years that, you know, maybe you're the equivalent of, like, a 90 or 100 year old in today's terms that you, there would be smaller chunks of your life that you would probably change. I mean, one of the things that happens today is most people who are younger, just this is a generalization, are typically more liberal, more open to new ideas and stuff. And as they, oh, as, yeah. they as they get older, as they age, they become, you know, more conservative. Now if you were to take that and expand it, you know, out to 500 years, you might kind of have this like going back and forth, you know, uh, of going between the two or some, you know, some some middle ground there. I, I you... it would be a totally different way of thinking and experiencing life and anything we can even honestly fathom right now.
1: Do you watch do you watch news at all, like TV, political news or anything? I try not to. <laughs> TV
0: those
1: people, there are is, people that will TV never studio? change. There are people that will never change the way they think.
0: But you know what? Those people, I guarantee you, thought slightly differently, if not dramatically differently, 20 years ago.
1: Mm, Perhaps. But my my whole thing is this age thing, I don't think needs to be mandatory. I think it can be optional. I think through gene therapy or whatever, you can choose whether or not you want to live 500 years. We talked about this. I, I think that... I don't believe that scientists are going to make it mandatory for everybody because it would just totally upset the entire balance of the Earth.
0: But then wouldn't it essentially then create a separate class?
1: Yeah, sure. There will be the haves and have-nots. The rich will get – probably rich people would be the first people to be able to afford these kinds of treatments and be able to – also, you know, what about the people that are just – living their lives not making an impact. Do they want to live 500 years? Or what happens if you're homeless? Do you want to live 500 years? If you yeah. are in a mindset where you're sucking off the teat of the government, you know? Yeah. If you're not making a difference in the, you know, your current life, do you want to spend 500 years not making a difference? You could have multiple uh, you could have opportunities elsewhere down the line, but that would require uh, a massive upheaval in social programs,
0: which Absolutely.
1: Some people don't like social programs. Yeah. So, That's why I think the whole age thing is going to have to be optional. Like if you want to live 500 years or you are doing important research that, hey, I need to be able to spend doing this drug trial or these, you know, this, you know, behavioral trial. It's going to take 50 years. Man, think about
0: extending Einstein's life or, I mean, just any of the great scientists of the the 20th century. Stephen Hawking. Would Hawking want to live?
1: Would he want to live 500 years in a wheelchair? Hawking? I mean ideally there would be ideally way no
0: ideally no, but the brain and the the brain behind that man is so important to this planet in general, sure,
1: but the idea is I think I would want to live a hundred years cancer free a l s free aids free disease free with all major diseases yeah. solved, then live five hundred years with the possibility of living three hundred and fifty and then having the big c and dying in two months, really yeah. Yeah, I think quality of life uh, trumps length of life.
0: Obviously, yes, yes. Definitely quality of life trumps uh, quantity there. But I mean... mean, You still had
2: 350 good years.
0: Exactly, that's what I was thinking. If you had 350 good years, I mean, holy shit. Greedy much? I mean, if you end up (laughs) dying in two months at the end, I'm like...
1: You you spent 350 years dodging cancer or AIDS or you know, whatever other things out there, tuberculosis or mesothelioma or whatever, you're, you're, you're trying to dodge these bullets for the last 350 years when it would just be easier for everybody to solve the diseases that kill man so that Our 350 years can be, you know, not having to deal with chemotherapy or failing kidneys. Well, I mean,
0: obviously, I don't think anybody would want to, in their 150th year, get diagnosed with colon cancer and go through a bunch of stuff and go through treatment for 100 years just to die. I don't think anybody would be down for that in any way, shape, or form.
2: But that that could be another great benefit to have an extended life is that, you know, medicine would have a host that would be living long to study and see the effects of such cancers or disease and really study how it's really impacting the body and and try new things. I mean, yes, it would suck to be that person that's like testing all these drugs, but at least they have a longer trial to work with.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's not exactly ethical by today's standards, but, you know, I I see where you're going with that.
2: I guess part of me is like, as far as the whole living longer, I kind of think that society needs to be at a point to where, you know, in Star Trek, the Vulcans were, where it was, you know, they kind of, they lived, you know, I think, what, 500 years, and it's more more so about the pursuit of knowledge and kind of getting rid of all emotion and not, and kind of almost being like robots, yeah. where it's not really about wealth, it's not really about hatred or anything like that, it's more so the betterment of society, which, you know, is kind of what the whole Federation is about. Yeah. And I think until society gets to that point, I don't know if, Living 500 years is going to be a, a positive thing overall.
0: No one wants the Kardashians to live 500 years. And they would be the ones to live <laughs> I know. <years. laughs> I know. No, I mean, you're totally right. You couldn't keep how society's um, fascinations with unimportant people, honestly, to c- take control of everybody and have that be going on for like 500 years. That's like a horrible science fiction dystopia thing going yeah, I mean, on there. i think it
1: would it would definitely change our ideas in entertainment although it would
2: it would be funny 400 years down the road we just go see a marvel movie and stanley makes another camera <laughs> <laughs> Great.
1: you mean with the 18th reboot of spider-man <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> how yeah. many times can we do an origin story <laughs> how many times can we reboot batman entertainment <laughs>
0: as we know it would have to fail in, in anything like that because people i would think would just get bored
1: well no i think we would have more time for hobbies at that point you know oh yeah because yeah yeah you, i
0: mean i'm talking you like work for inter-
1: 150 years you save up enough dough ideally you could go and you know see the world for a few decades and then you know.
0: yeah but i'm talking about like tv and movies and, and things along those lines i i think that would definitely become unimportant or Just information relay, you know, sort of type mediums of just like, you know, what's going on right now, but not like any long term entertainment things. Because, yeah, I think exactly if I was if I were to live, you know, 300 years, I would definitely want to travel all over the place read books yeah, like crazy, learn I mean, it about it. It kind of goes back
2: to the whole, like, you know, thinking about long life and innovation and all that. How many fresh ideas will there be if somebody, you know, people are living 500 years and kind of stuck in their way, you know, yeah. thinking the same way, thinking the same ideas, and you're having fewer and fewer fresh ideas. Could it be a good thing? Yes. Are we ready to handle that kind of that kind of power? Are we, you know, that kind of, not to quote Spider-Man, but that kind of responsibility? Yeah.
1: I don't think we're there yet. I, I don't think, think so uh,
0: either. <laughs> no, definitely not.
1: I think we're still probably a good 20, 25 years away from having to deal with the ramifications of long life. And I, I don't think it's going to be like you wake up tomorrow and it'll be like, congratulations, you can live half, you know, five centuries. Yeah. I think it's going to be... You know it's it's taken us what 50 years to get from you know age 40 up to uh you know about 75 to 80 now so i think we're gonna i think the minute we hit millennium then we'll be fine
0: yeah incremental increases maybe in 50 years we'll see people living to like 110 120 more often
2: yeah you know what one big negative about this is if we figure out how to extend our lives to 500 years and our robot overlords take us over. We're <laughs> gonna help them create slaves that live 500 years.
1: <laughs> yeah, the resistance is gonna suck because you know. <laughs>
0: yeah, that that's not gonna be good. Everybody's gonna remember that day when the robots took over the world. That's gonna do it for this week's show. You can find our website at majortechnicality.com. Please remember to check us out on Facebook at facebook.com/majortechnicality and on Twitter at majortechnical. If you have any comments or questions, you can email us at comments at majortechnicality.com. We'd really appreciate it if you'd leave us a review on iTunes. You can do that by heading over to majortechnicality.com slash iTunes. If you've got some shopping to do online at Amazon, please go to majortechnicality.com slash Amazon and do your shopping. Or you can go to our website and click on the banner on the right hand side. This doesn't add anything to your order, and it just gives us a small percentage when you check out. Nothing is added to your order. All the music you've heard is done by Father Bingo, and you can find more of his music over at fatherbingo.bandcamp.com. Thanks for listening. Have a great week, and come back and join us for episode number 53. Take it easy, everybody.
1: Laters. Have a good one.